With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. As you can see, we got a familiar face back with us today. Uh, you know, been in hiding a little bit, scared to talk about, put his thoughts out there about what the Titans should do in the draft and this and that. But no, nah, I'm just kidding. Tanner's been busy with school, so hasn't really been able to uh, do much outside of school work. So, you know, it is what it is, but glad to have him back on the show uh, with me today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about what position should the Titans take in the first round of the draft? Should it be an offensive lineman, maybe quarterback or a receiver? So many different options there. Or should the Titans try to trade back to later in the first round and maybe also grab a second round pick out of that deal? But we'll see what happens, and we'll give our thoughts and opinions on that. But to start off the show, one thing you can do to support the show is you can go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. The link to that will be down in the description. Even if you're listening to the audio version, it's on the description as there as well. Speaking of the audio version, it'll be up a little bit later today. Make sure to go check it out. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave some comments, questions. Love that interaction. If you're watching on YouTube right now, if you're in the live chat, back out of the live chat, go ahead and hit that like button. Make sure that subscribe button, if it's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we go live when we upload a new video, we really appreciate that a lot. We're trying to hit anywhere between 800 to 1,000 subscribers by the end of this year. We really appreciate y'all helping us hit this goal. Also, leave some comments. Let's be blowing this live chat up. We want to get y'all's thoughts on all of this. And go check us out on uh, social media. Our Twitter is Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans time podcast, and Facebook Titans time. Tanner, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And I'm glad to come back on here, talk a little bit about this off season. Um, it's spring break, so had some time. And I've mentioned to you last week that I, I would come on when I was on spring break. So um yeah, yeah, let's uh, I'm doing good. Good. 
we'll hop into uh, some of these comments right quick. We had Dadson Worldwide saying, uh, Mike Tannenbaum's recent mock draft is the most realistic I've seen yet. He hasn't pandered to markets with unrealistic, sexy positions they don't need. Didn't get silly about waiting late rounds on taking a uh, quarterback. Um, and then I'm sure Tennessee fans will like Tannenbaum's 26 TM pick as well. I actually have not seen his yet. Um, and then my wife in the chat saying, let's go tighten up boys. And Jonathan C saying, tighten up, tighten up to y'all as well. And, you know, really, like I said, I haven't seen, uh, Tannenbaum's mock draft. I have saw where, you know, a couple of mock drafts have the Titans taken a linebacker at pick 26, which, just that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I feel like we're set at linebacker, restructured Zach Cunningham's contract, so he's still going to be with the team. Still have David Long Jr., Monty Rice. Like, I, I feel like we're set there. You know, maybe you can take a linebacker later in the draft, but why waste a first round pick on one right now when you have bigger needs like the offensive line or receiver? I mean, we pretty much know that throughout this offseason, Vrabel and J-Rob have been saying Tannehill's our quarterback. He's he's our guy. So what they have to do is either build up the offensive line to give Tannehill better protection or give Tannehill more weapons to throw to. And that's really what this draft is, especially the first-round pick, is going to be based off of. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they're – which, don't get me wrong, I am definitely not an expert on the way that the Titans offseason has gone this far. Like, I have caught headlines, you know, of every week, basically just got the, the key moments. Um, but you think about wide receiver, and I definitely think that letting go of Julio Jones – was the right move. I don't know if that has been a popular opinion or not. I have, that's not, it, it's about 50, 50. <laughs> okay. So that's about what you, what you expect. Um, but I do think that that was a good move because it, it's good that you can see that J Rob is willing to move on from quote unquote, a mistake that he made uh, in, in the previous season. And, He's just getting, he was getting old and wasn't able to stay healthy last season. That is not really something that you're willing to try to work through for another season, knowing that you are making an all out run for the Super Bowl this next year. Like, that's the bottom line. So, you don't want to keep that spot on the roster for your second wide receiver, you know, an elite wide receiver. Well, he can't be elite if he's not on the field. So, they get rid of him. They add Robert Woods. I think was a great move. But then you have to think to yourself, are we confident with the receiving room right now? And I don't know, honestly. But do you want to take a guy in the first round and kind of neglect the offensive line? Or can you wait on a receiver? Can you take a shot in, say, the third round on a wide receiver 
and you know maybe hit on a guy there or at the very at the very least at least, you know have a guy that is capable of filling you know a three four spot there at wide receiver i think that the offensive line is in more need honestly because i mean we got to be real it was not great last season not at all and protecting Tannehill is going to go a long ways towards him making a step back to where he was in the in the seasons two seasons prior to this past season um but that's kind of the question that you have to ask is can we wait on a wide receiver are we confident enough in AJ Brown in uh Robert Woods yeah so you know again that's where and people have good arguments for either opinion on where we need to go because you look at our receiving room you have AJ Brown you have Robert Woods after that our number three guy right now and he had a I mean, he stepped up for us last season, but I don't know that it's the guy that you always want as your number three, but you have NWI as our number three right now. So you can make a case of, okay, Titans, go get another one of these young guys in the draft. Um, A lot of people would rather see the Titans take a speed guy with, good route running, a guy who can get open but also take the top off the defense. But we know the Titans also really like those bigger receivers who can catch the ball first and then make plays after the catch and be good at blocking. And you look at the O-line, we've lost Roger Saffold. Um, Right tackle needs so much help. Questenberry was not the answer there. And you look, you can make an argument, okay, we have Raidens, who, granted, he was a left tackle in college. You know, do you possibly see about putting him at right tackle to fill that void and maybe move Aaron Brewer into that left guard spot? Or do you put Raidens in that left guard spot for now and draft someone to take that right tackle position? I mean, there's... There's a lot of options there, and I can see how people make the argument for either side. For a while, I was set on, hey, Titans have to take a receiver. They they have to. And now I'm actually more torn on it because I, I see both sides, and I'm like, okay, we protect Tannehill more. That gives our receivers more time to get open. Or, okay, you take a receiver and – hope that he can get open in the short amount of time that Tannehill is going to have to get rid of the ball. So, and and then of course you have it sprinkled in where people are like, let's go take a quarterback in the first round. I've been seeing, I believe it's Desmond Ritter's name that's been thrown around and you know, is, is he gonna, you know, do you actually see him as being a guy that could be the quarterback of the future for the Titans or what, you know, do you just do that to put pressure on Tannehill? I, I, I don't know. It, it's definitely uh, tough to know what they're going to do. If I, I think if you're going to take uh, a quarterback that, you know, sort of your mindset going into it is we're going to take this guy, let him be a backup for a couple of years to Tannehill, give him some competition. Maybe he'll learn some things from Tannehill. Maybe they turn out to be starting caliber quarterback. I don't think you do that in the first round. If you're taking a guy in the first round, you're like, okay, maybe this guy sits a year. 
at the most he sits two years, but this guy is going to be our starting quarterback eventually. It's not going to be one of those, we're going to give our quarterback some competition, and who knows, potentially down the road he'll turn into a starter. You don't do that in the first round. Right. And got some comments rolling in here. Travis Johnson saying the Titans should look at signing Will Fuller or Emmanuel Sanders as our number three option. We need speed in the slot, and we probably can get either of them for cheap. Saying we got to use our first pick on Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green. We need interior O-line help. Uh, Elite speed will make the play action and vertical game more respectable. Use the third-round pick to get a defensive back or tight end, whichever is available. And I want to hit on that right quick because if the Titans don't trade back in the first round and pick up a second-round pick, then they go from pick – they pick at 26. Their next pick is not until 90, which is in the third round. And at that point, we know that, yes, the Titans got Austin Hooper. We know that Swain is back. They still need a young tight end to bring in as well. And that's where that third-round pick, if they don't trade back or if they don't end up trading up somehow to pick up a second-round pick, I, I think you have to take a tight end in that third round. and But definitely in those middle rounds as well, I can see taking a, another defensive back, maybe a safety someone like that because just saw this past week the tight end killer crookshank he's gone to the bears now so you know that's that's a blow right there so maybe you bring in another defensive back um and also zion johnson i want to hit on this i've so i've done a couple mock drafts here and there um every mock draft that i've done I'm telling you, it has been completely different. Like, there has been no consistency with where guys are going. There's times where, okay, the top receiving options that I think the Titans might want, which would be, I know Titans fans want them, is Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, and um, Traylon Burks. Three guys there who, every mock draft I've done, Williams and Olave have been gone before the Titans pick. Yeah, those there's guys been, are those guys are going to be gone. Yeah, there's the I've gotten Burks one time in a mock draft. Most of the time, though, Zion Johnson is still there, and I have been taking him. There's been I had one time where Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, which I was looking, he's played more left tackle. Don't know if he can swing over to right tackle, but that is another – he's a massive dude. And, you know, maybe he could fill that right tackle spot. I know another tackle that's out there, which I would have to do more looking on him to see if he's actually a right tackle or not, is Bernard uh, Raymond uh, from Central Michigan. I am hope I'm not butchering his name. But – you know, as far as interior O line, the first time you did it, somebody. No, <laughs> as far as the interior O line, Zion Johnson has been a guy that's been there. I've traded back a couple times, thinking, okay, I can grab him later in the first round. And usually, if I don't take him there at twenty sixth, he's gone by the next pick that I have. So, 
you know, that that is a guy who I think would be a good pickup for the Titans if, you know, these, you know, if they haven't fell in love with any of these receivers or if the receivers are already gone and the tackles are already gone, we could probably see them taking Zion Johnson. Sin City Titans says, tighten up, best wide receiver available in the first, O-line in the third, O-line and tight end in the fourth. Um, Dadson saying this draft is going to be two or second wide receiver heavy and third will be where top tight ends go. This is why no to waiting on wide receiver. It has to be wide receiver, tight end, O-line, running back is the only order to do this, and all four positions potentially help now. Uh, Sin City, I feel like all drafts are wide receiver heavy these days. Um, Dadson says, trading back 26 for 45 and 56 would be wonderful. Wide receiver, tight end, there gives you now players. Then the third O-line is legit enough to compete when a starting job. Um, man, we got comments rolling in like crazy this morning. A lot of people have opinions on this. Uh, my wife says, I kind of agree that protection for Tannehill needs to be priority, but if we also get a wide receiver, we will have to use our first available pick to get anyone decent, although we know J-Rob likes free agents. So, and... Just looking here, uh, Jonathan, got to go receiver or O-line in the first round. Depends on who's there at 26. And that's the main thing. And I see that we got um, Titans Rossi in the building here. What's up? You're doing well. And this is something that we, me and him were actually texting about yesterday is if you look right now, outside of the top five picks, in the draft, like you can pretty much tell who's going to go top five. After that, it is a toss-up. Like there is no telling who's going where. This latest mock draft that I done, the Eagles have picked fifteen and sixteen. They went Jamison Williams and Chris Olave back to back there. They like, could use it though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, and I, I haven't been seeing them take either of those guys. I think. Olave has fell to like maybe the Cardinals. So like three picks before the Titans in what I've been seeing. So it's like I said, it's crazy. Um, Rossi says, I honestly think they're going to let Brewer and Jamarco Jones battle it for the left guard position. And they very well could do that. And I mean, Aaron Brewer is like, I think he's a great player. I, I don't like. I don't see you having any problems putting him in at guard. They're just. I feel like beyond that, they're so thin after that, and it, it, that leaves you so vulnerable to if anybody goes down, you're going to have a problem. Exactly, and I'm not sure who all's still out there as far as free agency for like maybe interior O-line or um, a tackle. But, you know, Ross, I'm like you. Brewer, I feel like he's a solid piece. He can come in. I feel comfortable with him playing left guard. Only thing I say is don't let him be the center. Like, or if he does have to step in for Ben Jones, don't put him, don't get in shotgun. 
his first snap out there. Like, just don't do that. But at left guard, Ease I feel comfortable. It, do what? Ease him into it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Rossi says, right now, we really don't know what's happening with the O-line. Are they going to use Raidens at right tackle or left guard, or do they want to draft a right tackle? We'll find out in the draft for sure. Uh, that's right, Rossi. And that's what you know we were hitting on earlier is – really you can look at the offensive line and be like, okay, we can plug and play pieces here, but is that going to be the answer? Or do we just need to go ahead, bite the bullet, take another lineman <laughs> in the first round and try and help out this protection? I mean, I know it's not the sexy pick, but if you take a lineman and that actually comes in ready to play and wants to play, not just there for the money, then you buy Tannehill more time in the pocket, and that can help your receivers get open. That's just a, a, a tough bullet to bite three years in a row. Well, last year, first-round pick was uh, Caleb Farley. But oh, right, took, yeah, right. So Raidens didn't come until the second. Right, Raidens in the second. but Still, going still, early in the draft for a lineman – three years in a row and like things just sort of not panning out with the first one, which is right. We don't talk about that. I forgot. Um, <laughs> and then Raiden's like, just, who knows about that? Who knows where that's going to go? It's hard to continue doing that year after year. And you're like, I mean, our offensive line is still not really great. So Right, and that's why, you know, that's why I feel like you can make the argument for if Raidens isn't ready to step out to the tackle position in the NFL, you still have LeJuan right now, and Raidens is more of a left tackle. Like, you know, he may not be that swing guy that can go to right tackle, but if you want to plug him in on that left side and put him at left guard, I, I feel like that's a solid piece there. Um, I see where Rossi's saying if uh, Penning is there at 26, I would take him. If I was J-Rob, no doubt about it, he's a beast. And Rossi, I'm not sure if you were in the chat earlier or not, but I mentioned this latest mock draft that i done this morning. I just did one round to see who would be there at 26, and Penning was there at 26. So I did take him, but after I got to digging in more, I saw where he hasn't played any snaps at right tackle since like I think it was 2019 so it, my only question would be okay can he swing over to that right tackle position and hold up that side of the line because if he can okay take him there put Raidens at left guard with the idea of when it's time to to move on from Lawan or when Lawan tires, then you can kick Raidens out to left tackle. And you have two young tackles there. So, but you're, if you had to go with your gut instinct, Tanner, where, where do you feel like the Titans are going to go with this, with pick 26? Do you think it's going to be offensive line or do you think it'll be wide receiver? It's it's such a, a tough question because, like you said, 
it relies so much on who's available. I mean, is Olave available at 26? They're going wide receiver. Absolutely. It's, you know, some of these other guys that you've mentioned, uh, you know, I don't know as much about them, but are they available at 26? Probably going to lean more towards wide receiver. One thing that I really like that you mentioned earlier is sort of what I wish would happen, especially if a lot of the wide receiver options are gone, is trading back. I mean, I think that's like a great move because then you move back a little bit. If the wide receiver options that you liked, say there's those three guys that you mentioned that you liked, if those guys are gone, which I think there is the potential for that. I think wide receivers could make a a little bit of a run early. Maybe you do trade back, still get a wide receiver later, not too much later though, that maybe was available with your, your first round pick maybe the guy that you like right after that set of three guys, he's still there later. And you can add another pick where maybe you can go offensive line. You can go tight end, whatever. Um, and, and also, I mean, some free agent options that are available or just one guy that kind of stuck out to me. I know he's older, but Brian Bulaga, I think that's how you say his last name. I don't know. I'm kind of pulling a Tyler there, but <laughs> like he only played one game last season, but I remember one point in time not too long ago he was a pretty solid right tackle in the league and he's getting older but maybe he's sort of a one-year guy that you can plug in see how he plays sort of like they did with uh uh, what what was his name last season that they got for the offensive line um uh anyways the other older guy that they got yeah i think he came from the browns Uh, and that shows how much of an impact yeah that shows how much of an impact he made but maybe this guy turns out better Uh, he might and um, I want to hit on this Uh, talking about how many times Tannehill got sacked uh, that tells you how bad the (laughs) offensive line is if we go O-line in round one then none of those receivers will be there in the third and you know that that's true um but, and that's where it comes but, in, where you where you do trade back. Don't trade back all the way to the third, obviously, but you get a pick there somewhere in the middle that you can take a wide receiver during that second-round run that he's talking about where you can grab one of those guys right in the middle of that run. And, you know, if you're just – depending on what you're looking for in a wide receiver, um, you know, I mentioned what the Titans generally look for. But if we're talking about speed guys to just burn down the field, there are several guys in this draft that are that fast wide receiver that can get down the field. Um, I know later in the draft, a guy that would probably be available, um, he could come in, play that slot position. He could be, you know, factor into the return game. And this may be a little bit of Tennessee bias because he was a Tennessee volunteer. Velas Jones Jr. He's a guy that can, you know, take the top off. He's got that speed. And he would be available in those later rounds. I mean, it's kind of like tight end. You know, there's a lot of tight ends out there that this is a deep uh, tight end draft. And I feel like, depending on what you're looking for in a receiver, this can be a deep receiver draft as well. Like, you can probably find guys in these middle rounds because the chances of Olave being there at 26, 
I, I don't think they're that high. Burks could be there. Um, I know a lot of people were concerned with his 40 time, but if you watch him in game, like his in game speed, it it's there. And then you have Williams, who he's coming off an ACL injury. I mean, he he tore his ACL. So then the question arises, okay, do we want the Titans to take another guy in the first round who's coming back from an injury? Like, it it worked out with Jeffrey Simmons, still to be determined with Caleb Farley. Now, do they go and take another guy who's injured? And if you're going to take a guy that's injured, there's another Alabama receiver out there who will fall to one of the middle rounds, and that's, I believe his last name is uh, Michi. Uh, he was he was the other Alabama receiver who was really good, and he got hurt in the, it was either the SEC, I believe it was the SEC championship game that he got hurt in. So that that's another guy there in middle rounds that might be available for the Titans pick. But I think best option would be trying to trade back to later in the first round and grabbing a second round pick as well in that trade because then that just that gives you an extra pick there. You're not having to wait from 26 to 90. So I, I do think that's going to be a better option. Yeah, and, and another thing is, you know, I don't know what the cap situation looks like, but there, I saw someone mention this earlier. There are a ton of good wide receivers still available in free agency. Like, there's definitely a lot to work with there. Like, you've got names like Will Fuller. Um, let's see, I'm thinking, trying to think of even a bigger guy that sort of has that build that you talk about that they're looking for. I, I, um, say, Will I don't know Fuller's how the these. Guy. Fuller's a guy that, you know, you look back through his career, how many healthy seasons has he had? Not a lot. Not a lot. So, um, you know, you have Titans fans who are already, even with Julio Jones, it was, okay, he's he's not out there again this week. Well, even though you would be talking about a guy that would be our number three receiver, like, that would get old quick again. So Absolutely. But, you know, yeah, there there's still possibly guys out there in free agency that you might could target and not too much longer till the draft. So we'll we'll see hopefully soon more of what the Titans plans are. But right now, Tanner, seems like a good time. You know, a segment of the show where we let our competitive competitiveness really come out to play more. And that's gonna be the best bets segment presented by DraftKings, and we know the March Madness has been going on. We're down to the Final Four, and college basketball fans, you can join in on the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if that team wins. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join in on the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. 
everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a shared over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three pointers, then track your results. It's simple. All you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $250 or get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. And you can see the show notes for more details on that. Now, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700-888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat, 1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-467-369 or text 467-369. Visit OP g.org call or text 10 red line 1-800-889-9789 or 1-88-532-3500 and i gotta give some props to friend of the show uh titans and truth he was on here with me last time best bet segment i gave a bet of because the bucks were coming to town to take on the grizzlies and i said hey I think that's going to hit the over. Memphis has been putting up points like crazy. Wasn't sure at the time if Middleton and Giannis would be playing for the Bucks that night, but they did end up playing. I'm like, oh, this is a lock for the over. I believe it was like 2.33. And like the night before, the Grizzlies had put up like 1.30 by themselves. I was like, take that. And he said, uh, I, I believe if I, he was a betting man, it would be the under. And sure enough, I told him if that was correct, I'd give him a shout out. So shout out to him. They hit 229. So they were getting right there close, but just couldn't couldn't get over that hump. And like we tell everyone, this is not betting advice. Um, <laughs> I, I, I fluctuate. I'll have my good days and then I'll have my bad days on betting. So Definitely don't take this as betting advice. But, Tanner, you got any uh, bets that you're looking at? Um, This is only because of the hype surrounding this. But I'm going to take it. Uh, I know basketball taking... is probably. What? Hang on. Uh, I, I, are you going with basketball? Is that what you said? No, no, no. no. I'm, I, know that, I was going to say, I know this is not the basketball uh, that, that's probably normally on the best bets here since football season is not going on. But I'm going to take it over to the golf world. Are you fixing to say Tiger Woods to win the Masters? Tiger Woods to win the Masters, plus 4,000. <laughs> I mean, oh. the guy is supposedly coming back to play. I don't know if we know for sure yet. But there's a lot, a lot of hype around it. It's Tiger Woods at the Masters, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll, and we'll I'm see. surprised that you knew that before I even said it. Well, just because when, you know, we were talking before the show and you said, okay, I'm going to throw one out there that's not as, you know, not as common for us to do. And I know you've been big on the golf over the last couple months. So I was like, yeah. okay, he's, I, it was already clicking. He's probably going to go with golf. 
and I've been seeing the hype for Tiger Woods back at the Masters. So it just, whenever you mentioned the hype, I was like, okay, it clicked. I know what he's going with. And, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, hell, if he does win and you take that bet, great odds there. <laughs> like, Absolutely, yeah. You're going to get a good payout. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a very good chance that he doesn't even make the cut if he even plays. But, I mean, plus 4,000. Come on, lock your bet in. <laughs> now, I'm looking. I, I'm nervous to do anything with the March Madness because – I, I had Tennessee beating Michigan for one of my best bets, and that didn't work out. Hell, I had Tennessee winning the championship. Didn't work out. Um, so I'm nervous to say anything about the NCAA, but North Carolina and Duke always have good games usually. Big rivalry. Coach K's last year. I mean, is this Duke team going to go get him a championship to ride off into the sunset? I think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm going to say North Carolina covers the spread of plus four. That That's going to be my best oh, bet okay. there. Or, and I believe that game is tonight. So, you know, we'll find out pretty quick if that, that hits or not. <laughs> uh I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll pull a Titans of Truth, and I'll go opposite of you on that one. I think Duke. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, Rossi, heading out to work. Thanks for tuning in, Rossi. Have a you know, have a good day. We'll talk to you later, my friend. Um, Travis says while we need you a read better... these comments, I will be right back in just a second. All right, Travis, we need a veteran receiver for cheap. Emmanuel Sanders is a proven winner. He has two Super Bowl rings. He does. Uh, Cole Beasley would be a solid number three. He's a chain mover, just doesn't have elite speed. And, you know, he is a chain mover. Uh, but, it, you know, looking at this Titans team and the receivers, we have, like, I feel like NWI, he's a guy that can be that chain mover. Um, you know, we saw him go down the middle of the field a couple of times and get open and, NWI doesn't really have that elite speed either. I mean, we saw from fact of him running down the field wide open and then getting caught from behind. But, you know, he's a guy that can come out, be that possession receiver, and move the chains for you. So I don't know if you want to go and pick up Cole Beasley if you already kind of have that with NWI. Um, The Pelican 3 said it doesn't pay to have a – good wide receiver Tannehill is busy back there being sacked and you know that's that's a good point I mean if Tannehill's back there with no time no time for the receivers to get open you know that can be an argument for taking a guy in the first round to better protect Tannehill uh Dadson Travis not a bad idea I've wondered what Devontae Parker's role in Miami is now after adding Hill he would be a nice trade for the rest of his current deal. Uh, Travis, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Manuel Sanders as your starting three receivers. Uh, I mean, not not bad. Um, Tanner, before, I do want to talk to you a little bit more about what's been going on around the league. Um, but before we do that, Titans, new stadium. Been seeing some new stuff come out about that 
it looks like they are planning on doing a retractable roof, which I said, hey, if you're building a new stadium, I wouldn't mind a retractable roof because I've been to some of those rainy games. And, you know, if you get to celebrate a win after that rainy game, sitting there being soaked to the bone, it's not so bad. But if it's a loss, for me, that's a long walk back to the car and then a long car ride home soaking wet. And, you know, I'm not too happy about it. So I said I wouldn't mind that retractable roof because then, hey, nice weather. You can open that thing up. You still get the outside. But then if the weather's bad, close that bad boy up, stay dry, at least while you're in there watching the game. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's about time. Uh, This is something that I've kind of – talked about every now and then it seems like seems like right before every season i would always be like like it's time for a new stadium but probably since like i don't know a couple of years ago um and it was false first brought up to me by jacob patterson he was like dude their stadium is it's way behind everybody else it's like or you know at least a a lot of the the newer ones I, i guess and you know, I didn't realize that until the last game that I went to, and I was like, "Man, this really could use at least some renovation." So I think it's about time. And like you said, the retractable roof is a great idea, and you know, potential Super Bowl coming up in the next, you know, well, I guess once it gets done in what twenty twenty six, maybe before twenty twenty thirty, we'll have a Super Bowl. And. Dadson says state just requires a roof, but can they afford retractable under one billion? And from what I was seeing, um, I don't know that they're trying to go under um a billion. I need to look and see um what this report was, if I can find it right quick. Um you know, I don't know that they would be cutting costs or trying to do something under a billion. Um, You know, I think if they're going to build a new one, they're going to do it right, do what they have to do to make a nice stadium. The Bills are talking about a new stadium as well. And I know theirs is going to be over a billion. And even going over a billion, the Bills plan on keeping theirs open, an open stadium. And I'm like, Okay, up there in those bad weather games, you're wanting to build this stadium over a billion dollars and not go ahead and just throw a retractable roof or something on it up there. But- it doesn't make sense to me, man. Why let the why let the weather have such an impact on certain games? You know, I mean, I, I think eventually everyone should have at least a retractable roof. So I I'm kind of torn on that because I do. I do like the idea of everything being played out in the elements, no matter what's going on. Uh, I believe that it can give you an advantage sometimes because you look at like a couple years ago when the Titans went up to Green Bay, all that snow that fell. Packers are out there just playing their game. No problem. No problem. Titans up there struggling. Like, you know, I, I do think the weather can play a part in that, but if you're going to build a new stadium, don't just look at the idea of playing, you know, your games in that stadium. Look at what 
it can bring to your city. Like you said, you have the retractable roof. It's closed in. It opens up so many more things for the city of Nashville that they can host. And Yeah, and I'm, you know, I mean, think about like concerts that go on in Nissan Stadium. Mm-hmm. That improves tenfold if you have a retractable roof. Right. So, you know, definitely... I think that will be the way to go. Uh, I don't want just a straight dome. I I want that retractable roof. And, you know, just make sure the grass on the inside stays actual grass. Don't do turf. We we don't need turf. (laughs) All the problems that come with that. Um, Now, just to hit on a little bit of everything going on around the NFL, Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins. I haven't got to talk to you about this to see your thoughts on it. I mean, that I, I just I don't understand that move by him. You're in a situation where you're essentially always competing for going to the Super Bowl and winning it. You have Patrick Mahomes, who one of the biggest arms in the league, can air the ball out to you so you can really use your speed. And you want to go to Miami to play with Tua, who... Yeah, he can get you the ball and let you run after the catch, but I don't know that he's going to be able to constantly get you that deep ball like Patrick Mahomes was. I actually really like this move, uh, I will say, because if I had to pick a team past the Titans that I was going to root for, it would be the Miami Dolphins at this point. Like, I love the move that they made with the head coach. I don't know what's going to happen with Tua, but that's one of the only things that I don't like about what's going on down there right now. Tyreek Hill is about to be like used similar similarly. I don't know how, why I couldn't get that word out, but <laughs> to Debo Samuel, and I think even like times ten. Like, this guy is going to be the focal point of that offense. And then I just think that they have a lot of things going right for them right now. Mike McDaniel is going to bring so just a diff. You're going to see a lot of what you saw in San Francisco with the 49ers. Um, But there's just something about this team that tells me they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to start to turn things around. I don't know. I like it. I don't exactly know completely why. I can't really put all of it into words, but something <laughs> tells me they're going to have a great season. So one interesting thing about it is you have Tyreek Hill, who has great speed, and they also have Jalen Waddle, who has r- great speed as well. Again, my only knock on this move is Tua. Like, I don't think that he can air the ball out down the field to him. It's going to be interesting to see how this offseason has affected him. You know, once uh, once the season rolls around, has he been able to do what he needs to do to get ready? I don't know. It's going to take quite a bit of a, a major, like, improvement on his part or else I think they're going to like look to go somewhere else pretty quickly. I don't think they're really going to give him a lot of time. I think he's going to have to show something early or else he's there, you know, they're looking for a replacement. Could be. And 
even coming out of college, I wasn't big on Tua. A guy at work, he's a big Alabama fan. We talked about Tua a lot. Neither one of us were really sold on him. But, uh, Dads, and I want to get to this comment. Reading the Nashville Post, it says Amy Adams will pay seven hundred uh million and the city and state matching it sounds like a one point four or one point six billion stadium. Amy has already been uh liquidating assets for it. Okay, so I had saw I saw where Amy Adams had been liquidating assets for it. I saw where she was, you know, gonna pay seven hundred million. Thank you for this comment. Uh, Dadson, because like I said, I thought that it was going to be over a billion. So I think that that does give them the room to add in, you know, that retractable roof. And now one other thing I want to hit on with Tanner, we have Matt Ryan going to the Colts. And again, this is another move that we haven't got to talk about, but just like with any move the Colts have made at quarterback the last two years before this year, the media automatically assumes, okay, this moves the Colts back to the favorites to win the AFC South. Forget about what the Titans are doing, even though they have a great defense, a defense that was did a complete turnaround and can actually get two quarterbacks now and make their life hell back there in the pocket. Like, just forget about that pass rush the Titans have. The Colts are bringing in Matt Ryan, and this just th- this puts them above the Titans. Matt Ryan is done, man. Like, this is basically the same to me as the Phillip Rivers move, uh, however long ago that was. Like, he's going to plug in and be a decent quarterback, but where's he gonna take? Like he's not gonna take you to the Super Bowl. They have this constant like. I I feel like they're almost destroying their roster instead of just like like they're just trying to grab the quarterback that is available to them at the moment that gives them the best chance instead of taking a little bit of a different route, which would be you know slowly turning what is a decent team right now and has young talent into a Super Bowl team in say what 20 2025 maybe like they're trying to do the best that they can now and their ceiling right now is just not quite at the Super Bowl yet like they Matt Ryan's just not the answer. Like he's going to, they're going to have another decent season. They're going to have another season that's just good enough to not have a good draft pick. And for me, because in no way am I saying that, you know, the Colts aren't going to be competitive in the AFC South. They will. We know that it'll be them and the Titans battling it out for that top spot in the AFC South. But it just, it kills me when, the media is just like, okay, Colts made a move. This this bumps them up. I don't think that Matt Ryan – my initial thoughts, and I tweeted this out, he's going to be – it's a little bit of an improvement over Carson Wentz. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan's decision-making will be better than Carson Wentz. However, Matt Ryan's – mobility, his ability to get out of the pocket, 
And what mobility. Exactly. Carson Wentz, if things started breaking down, even if he didn't make the right decision, he could get out of the pocket and extend the play. Matt Ryan is not going to be able to do that as well. And as I mentioned with this Titans pass rush, they got after Carson Wentz, and even when he tried to escape the pocket, they were able to get to him, keep him from making plays. What's Matt Ryan going to do? <laughs> if the pass rush gets back there, he's not getting away from them. Like, and that's the biggest difference is I think the Titans' defense and their pass rush is good enough that the Colts aren't going to be able to take over the top spot in the AFC South again. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know that they're – like the Colts' defense is solid. So, right. like, they have that facet covered. And they don't have a bad offense. There's just they're, – they're missing – Matt Ryan is just not the quarterback that's able to bring everything together, I feel like. Um and I don't know that there's anybody that would have been available to them past Deshaun Watson. If you throw Deshaun Watson on that team, they might be a Super Bowl contender, but like that move was never going to happen. Right. And speaking of Deshaun Watson, him to the Browns, and Baker's not happy. <laughs> um, and just... But does that make them a Super Bowl contender? This Browns team, um, uh, he's a great quarterback. It, and, like, that automatically, depends. I think, like, the Browns are probably, like, my favorite team to win that division now just because, I mean, Deshaun Watson is a winner, man. Like, take what he was doing in Houston with, like, a broken-down roster there towards the end, and he was still, like, he's he's – I think been a little bit forgotten about during this whole deal, but he's going to be, I think right back at the top of his game. And he, he very well might be that he's if, out of Houston. If he gets to play, you know, yeah. depending on um, one last thing before we hop off here, not sure if you've been seeing it, but it's to the point where I, I thought all of this had died down. I got, back on Twitter this morning and Jets fans are back at it again. Um, you know, I, someone in the Jets organization, I can't remember exactly who, but they were talking about how you have a lot of these young receivers. It's coming time for their contract extensions. Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. And someone in the Jets organization was like, you know, Hey, yeah, we're going to be, you know, keeping an eye on those guys. Like, obviously not saying anything's going to happen, but rumors went crazy. I think it was maybe from a Jets rider or someone, oh, the Jets are targeting A.J. Brown. And next thing you know, you hop on Twitter, you see all of these edits with A.J. Brown in a Jets jersey because of his, you know, friendship with, um, his name is escaping me right now, uh, receiver for the Jets. Uh, not Corey Davis, but the other guy from Ole Miss, um, Elijah Moore, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, A.J. Brown to the Jet, and all of this, J. Rob, you know, kind of knocked it all down. He was like, 
we've been in talks with AJ Brown about an extension, you know, just trying to work out the timing for it, trying to get through this, you know, free agency period right here, you know, probably before the season starts, I imagine AJ, you know, this is not J Rob saying this, but I think before the season starts, AJ will be extended. But J Rob kind of knocked all that down. This morning, hop back on Twitter. Jets fans are at it again. And Jets fans, I'm sorry. You are not getting A.J. Brown. Like, it, it's not happening. The Titans would be stupid to let A.J. Brown go. They they would be, especially, I mean, you're already talking about potentially needing a receiver in the draft. Like, and A.J. Brown is not going to be wearing another jersey for a long, long time, if ever at all. Exactly. So, so. Jets fans just – Cool your jets because you're you're not getting him. It's not going to happen. If anything, out of any of the receivers, you know, two of them you might can make a case for might be Debo, only because I saw maybe last week or so where the contract extension talks between him and the 49ers, he wasn't happy with them, and then DK Metcalf in Seattle where Russell Wilson just got traded. Like, honestly, DK might be their best bet of a DK receiver to watch. DK is probably the, the – if, if that was going to happen with any of those three receivers, it would be DK, I would, I would imagine. So, Jets fans, there you go. Move your attention to DK Metcalf. Stop worrying about A.J. Brown. You're not getting him. Simple as that. And, Tanner, that's all I got for the show today. Um you know, I think that's all you had. And just want to remind everyone, if you're watching here on YouTube, go out of that live chat. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit that like button. Really appreciate it. Go check out the audio version later today. Make sure you're following on all, all those platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star rating. Really appreciate it. This has been Titans Time. And as always, tighten up. Tighten up.